You're listening to That's So Retrograde. On today's show, we have numerologist Josh Siegel. Stay, ladies and gentlemen. This is That's So Retrograde. I'm Elizabeth Cott. My co-host today is Emu Zhu, our producer, because Miss Stephanie Simbari is off filming a movie still. Welcome. Sup, Elizabeth. Sup. Very happy to be here is that today. that what the kids say? They say it occasionally, I feel like. Emu's in her 20s and super cool, just so everyone knows. If they haven't caught that me saying that before. They can hear it now. Thank you. We're in retrograde. Let's make sure all, are we recording? Is everything good? The lights are blinking in a way that means it's working. So I feel comfortable and our technology is not on the fritz. Technology on the fritz. That's a part of a retrograde. Super, super resonating with me right now. Is it? Yeah. Do do tell. Well, like about a week ago, I um, went to a party and had a great night. I met a guy and we made out, whatever. And he's pretty cute. So I decided to send a photo of him to my friend and be like, LOL, this is the guy I made out with. Or this is the dude I hooked up with. And then I accidentally dragged it apparently to my mom's iMessage box. So it's sent to my mom who like doesn't speak English. And she got the picture. She got the LOL. This is the dude I hooked up with. And her response was so clutch. She was like, a dude is not reliable. And I'm like... A, so true. And B, how did you learn English, mom? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the universe is, like, telling you via your mom. Yeah. So I need to calm it down and find a nice little boy. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty crazy that that had happened. And that was, like, the start of retrograde for me. Yeah. My start of retrograde uh, included a fender bender. Oh, fuck. Not cute. Not cute. It's an expensive little love tap that I <laughs> dealt with. But it's okay. No one was harmed and that's what's important yeah um also my health was a little challenged I got came down with a little cold last week oh that's never good and I always find I don't know if you get this too but I always find that when my like health wellness is challenged my mental wellness tends absolutely (laughs) tends to go just right down the drain with it so that was kind of me not feeling well like oddly jumping into like a Sex in the City marathon, like oh, halfway no. <laughs> through the series, I was like, "Sure, I'll start at season three. Let's do this. Let's go." And um, all of my friends have been out of town, so it's just been like this non-elected uh, form of solitude that's oh, also kind of challenging. Like, I really like spending time by myself, yeah, but I don't like it when I don't have the option not to. Yeah, this is one thing I've <laughs> I've learned through this retrograde. So it's been a lot of like. Sitting with myself, not feeling so great, sort of like feeling kind of down, um, and not really having my homies around. So that's a bummer. Super. But there's something to be said for those challenges. Yeah. And it's what's been really fantastic is I would say a week ago at this time I felt so gnarly, mm-hmm. and due in part to our guest today that I'll get into in a minute. I was kind of able to come out on the other side mm-hmm. with a lot more clarity wow. on who I am and kind of where I'm going right now. Yeah. And this is what I always kind of want to remind myself when I'm 
and, and remind the people I love anytime they're going through something that just seems like super challenging and hard and like you can't really see the other side of it yet you know that something always fantastic is waiting on the other side yeah it's so for me I um was just kind of like down and out it happens to the best of us you know yeah um and it doesn't help when you're feeling sick and you can't hit your day-to-day stuff yeah um but I did make it to Shabbat dinner last Friday with some friends and the two women next to me were talking about this numerologist that they're obsessed with now I've talked about this on the show a little bit in previous episodes but I have this thing with the number 138 that it's been kind of following me for the past few years and I've been tracking it. I have this Dropbox folder where I have screen caps and pictures of all of the different times that this number just shows up. Mm-hmm. And it'll show up like in my parking meter, I'll park into a spot and the parking meter will have like a minute and 38 seconds left on it. Oh, or a friend will send me an article and it'll be like one out of 38 photos. One time that it was really cool recently is I applied for that Israel trip I went on and we had to send a video application (sighs) and I finished the video and it was one minute and 38 seconds exactly and I was like, oh, I'm fully going on this trip. Oh my God. So like, and I I did obviously. And so, you know, this is just kind of this cool thing that for me has just always been a reminder that I'm on the right path. It's just kind of like, oh, keep going. You know, it's just like little nudge of encouragement Mm -hmm. from the universe is kind of how I look at it. But to that, I really wanted to get more into that science. And obviously with this show, we're constantly trying to explore all different avenues of self-understanding and especially something with numerology that's such like a historically deep-rooted scientific uh, application to how we approach the world and why we are who we are as people. I've really wanted to dwell into this topic. Kind of didn't know, didn't have anybody who knew of anybody. So it was just amazing to just kind of like peep in on this conversation. And these two women were like, we have this perfect person for you. You have to meet with them. Oh my God. So I met with Josh yesterday, who's yeah. going to be the guest on our show today. And my mind is so blown. And we'll get into that with him in terms of like what numerology is and why it's so fascinating. But it just is so cool to kind of I look at, like, last week I was, like, kind of bummed and, like, feeling gnarly. And then I'm able to, through the context that this conversation and kind of, like, this um, information that was kind of added just more color to, like, why I am the way I am, why I do what I do, I'm now able – it opened up a whole new perspective. Yeah. And it's, like, there's something so amazing that, you know, they say, like, through the clouds comes the sun, right? Right. So we have this, like, amazing opportunity to reevaluate ourselves with the retrograde, right? Yeah. And then now, you know, divine timing allows me to have this conversation with someone that's, like, really kind of offered and provided, like, a little bit more strength and given me just some really fantastic information that I can now, like, move into this you know, this next portion of my week, of my month, of my days, of my minutes, you know, it's so exciting. So really excited about today's guest. I am like, I'm on the edge of my seat. I want to know exactly what he told and you. I'm feeling good, feeling great. Love it. <laughs> update. No longer sick. Feeling awesome. Oh, fantastic update. Cool. So, so without further ado, I'd like to introduce today's guest numerologist Josh Siegel. Josh, welcome to the show. 
Thank you. So first and foremost, I'd really love it if you could just give us a basic definition of numerology. It, to me, it's a it's such a vast science, and to kind of boil it down to the everyday, it's sometimes a little difficult. But here's here's my basic sort of um, rendering of, of what numerology is. It is a mathematical science that decodes certain certain qualities of a person's life, certain essences of who they are. Just like, and here's my way of kind of looking at it. Um, we have a, a mathematical code to our DNA, right? When they map the human DNA, the genome, and um, and that mathematical mapping describes how our hair color, eye color, you know, certain physical characteristics. Well, in the same way, there is a numerical map of who we are, what our lessons, our strengths, um, what certain types of challenges we're going to have in life, and even what our higher purpose is. And it's a part of this sort of matrix or mathematical code that exists. Makes sense to me. <laughs> um, how did you get involved in this? I didn't come from a, uh, a, a particularly spiritual family. Um, I, don't have, um, I, I don't have that kind of a background. My, my, my family, um, I, I guess you could call them their academics and skeptics more than anything. Mm. My mother was a professor at UCLA and... Um, uh, and and was a uh, I was adopted. My parents were much older than the average parents, and uh, they stressed you know scholarly research, academia, and, and and intellectual studies as opposed to anything that was outside the norm or couldn't be proven. And um, however, uh, I've always said that that the biological part of me also influenced me growing up because my found out later my birth parents were sort of hippie musician '60s yeah. rock star mm. types. And um, and I would say that they maybe biologically I, I was more prone to kind of question things and be a little bit more interested in in that which you couldn't see or verify mathematically or or scientifically with everything. However, I am still my my mother's son. Uh, by the way, my mother's literally related to Albert Einstein. Her last name is Einstein. Wow, that's so, crazy. Yeah, you know when people say you're into Einstein, she's like, as a matter of fact, Actually. I am. <laughs> Actually, that's so great. She even cool. kind of talks like that. Hello. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm definitely a product of my environment, and um, I think my questioning of of why things are the way they are um, uh, led me to kind of because I come from a Jewish family who's a study uh, Kabbalah. Thank you, thank you, Meshugana. <laughs> um, so I, I I was very much uh, a, a interested in in the studies of Jewish mysticism or Kabbalah. And in, in the Kabbalistic tradition, numbers are used in a very mystical, powerful way. Numbers are used to describe the workings of God, the universe, right? Very heavy stuff. Wow. Um, and it was, you know, very stimulating for me because it was still intellectual and, um, and, and uh, it had a certain, you know, kind of analytical feature to it. And yet it was so mystical and mysterious. And I think um, that kind of led me into numerology. And I think... The time when I really started getting into it was about 24 because I was going through a very difficult breakup during that time frame and a lot of issues were coming out of me that I really didn't understand. So I was very open to um, uh, messages and, and help, not just therapeutic, you know, regular therapeutic, um, uh, you know, uh, possibilities like through therapy with a, with a therapist per yeah. se, but, but also anything that, that seemed to open up my mind. And numerology seemed to bridge that gap between the Einsteinian mathematical intellectual prove it or, or forget it and the sort of biological hippie, there's got to be more to this world than what we see. Yeah. And it just bridged the gap. And then I became obsessed with it. 
totally obsessed with it. I needed to know how far I could get into, you know, this numerical map, how far I could test it using trial and error, improve it, make it work, um, use a discriminating mind like a scientist would and see what worked and what didn't work. And 19 years later, I think I've done about 18,000 sessions by now. Oh my gosh. Oh. And when you do a reading, mm -hmm. you take the person's name, mm -hmm. full name. Yeah. First, middle, last. Correct. And their birth date. Right. How do those correlate? It's the interaction between the two where the magic happens. Okay. Because, um, you know, look, uh, when you go online and you're like, I want to get my numerology done, you're, you're not getting a full, complete analysis of how it works. But, I mean, granted, I use a very sort of highly advanced, sophisticated form of it because I've been, you know, studying it and working on it on a, like a madman for almost 20 years. So, um, uh, but... Uh, the birth date carries certain important aspects of who you are, and the name carries certain important aspects. Mm -hmm. But when you when you work them together in the right formula, it's the totality of what you're here to learn and who you are and what your higher purpose is. And uh, I'm very psychological in what I do. There, there, there isn't a lot of, and, and you know what I do, it's, it's, it is not up in the air sort of woo-woo, new agey at all. It's very grounded and very fact-based about events in your life and certain things about yourself that are verifiable, right? And I'm, what I'm doing is I'm showing you the map and the, and the storyline, the narrative of your life, the, the, this narration that happens, and how um, we have these things that we play out over and over again. Psychology knows it's called repetition compulsion. It's a very known part of psychology where we repeat wounding patterns, things that happened to us earlier. It's like a broken record. <sighs> What I do is I'm able to identify what that broken record is and mm -hmm. tell you that that broken record happened on purpose to teach you something. And that out of that tension comes all this wonderful higher purpose stuff that I talked about that I think, and I can prove that everyone's got a special destiny on this planet. And, you know, it's it's really mind altering when you, it it's really like, is. you know. And as I was saying at the top of the show, you know, I think all of it, particularly, you know, with the retrograde, we tend to kind of... It's all about the re, right? So we have mm -hmm. some, you know, revisiting of, of whatever it is that needs to come up will come up. Mm -hmm. And I, in particular, just like was having a really gnarly week last week. Mm -hmm. And it was so cool to meet with you. And then it pulled back the layers of an onion in a way that, that now gives me a completely new perspective on like so much of the shit that was like running through my head mm -hmm. that was not serving me. That's right. And it's really spectacular. One thing we talked about during uh, our session was that I have yeah. these numbers that kind of show up often. Right. What does that mean? For, if anyone else who has a similar mm -hmm. repetition of numbers that are kind of following them, what what is that? Is there anything in numerology that add, that can provide more context as to why we might uh, be experiencing that? Absolutely. In 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 the in this long time that I've done this work and the thousands of clients that I've had, it is, it is inevitable you're going to have people that say, hey, I, I see these series of numbers in my life over and over again. I talked about this on the, um, the special features of that movie, the, the Jim Carrey movie, The Number 23, when they, when they uh, hired me to come in and sort of talk about the number 23 and, 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 and what it really means in ancient cultures and you know secret societies and all that kind of stuff. But it's funny, I mentioned the, the, the numbers 1111 mm -hmm. yeah. because that's one of the um, most common series of numbers that people have called me um, or some form of an 11. And um, uh, it, it, 
it's it's inevitable that those numbers do have a particular meaning for a person in their life if they keep seeing it. Now, I don't believe it's some I don't believe it's so magical uh, what's occurring with that. I actually believe that your subconscious mind chooses to notice it because that number is is representative of something that you you are morphing into or changing into in your life. Um, it's a portal time for you. And um, so it's not, it seems magical that it just pops up everywhere, but I think you're, 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 you're attuned to it. And the subconscious mind is very powerful. We talked about this in our session that we are um, operating on a lot of, you know, concepts and ideas based on earlier childhood experiences and um and that we tend to subconsciously play them out we draw people to us we we always have that type of person we meet it you know i did a session earlier today with a very high powered client he always gets a job and there's always one narcissistic person that tries to like shut them down it's always somebody that says don't shine your light don't be big around here mm-hmm. and look this is something that i saw on her chart f- from earlier on and um, and but she keeps attracting these kind of people, and we talk about really where that comes from, right? And what her higher purpose is, and what her childhood experience was, right? All of that was set forward in her numbers before she said any of this. And I think that the one thing that really resonated in in finding mm-hmm. this in your chart, we all have this this type of person that we draw in. Can you talk about how that tends to represent something within us? It, it is an absolute fact that all of us engage in some sort of projection. Uh, or mirroring. And those terms, just to break those down in a simplistic way, wherever you are in learning your lesson in life, you will attract people to mirror back to you what you need to learn. This is not some new age, wacky uh, concept. This is straight, factual psychology. And you don't even have to be a psychologist to to know about this Mm -hmm. because it's so rampant. It's so obvious. This is why I can sit down with somebody, look at their chart and go, let me guess. You just broke up with someone exactly like this. (laughs) Oh, my God. How'd you know? Because, you know, of course, I'm looking at a person's age. I'm kind of feeling them out and seeing where they are in their path, right? Because there are cases where people go, I did date someone like that. In fact, I did. My last two boyfriends were like that. But this one is different. And then we talk about awesome. We're starting to, we're shifting out of patterns, right? So um, what they represent are dis, either disowned qualities of yourself. For example, let's say you grew up in an environment where, um, uh, you know, getting this regular job um, and the uh, practical job was was pounded into you, but you're really an artist, right? So you may um, uh, find out that you attract artists in your life and you don't you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. But but they're actually a representation of something that you need to bring forward in you that you didn't have the support for. So you're almost living through them, right? Sometimes we have a learned um, type of approach to how we get love. Let's say we grew up in an environment, we had a codependent relationship with a parent. And our job was to take care of that parent, even though we should have been on the jungle gym, right? Mm-hmm. Is it shocking that we always draw someone into our life that needs help? We learn that. That's how we get love, Right? Can we take that projection and then turn it into something uh, more constructive, more towards a higher purpose, which is helping the world in a constructive, positive way and, and have love that is not based on you fixing the broken person, but turn that into something, of, uh, you know, we, we still have this need to give, but can we do it in a way that brings meaning to our life instead of this dysfunctional pattern that never works, right? All that stuff that what we attract, 
is a mirror into where we are in our path in growing and evolving into the higher parts of our numbers and out of the broken record subconscious pattern part of our numbers. How much of our numbers and our numerology relate to astrology and where's, what's your stance on that? Well, I've studied astrology for years. I don't call myself an astrologer. I don't mm -hmm. practice astrology, but I know a lot about it. And um, uh, most people's view of astrology is very simplistic and limited. Astrology can be very complex. A real sort of premier astrologer, which there may be a handful here and there, um, and this goes for Vedic or Vedic astrology, um, or Jyotish as it's called in India, or Indian astrology. Um, it's extremely complex, and it's very analytical, and there's so much going on there. It's not this idea where you go on, on um, you know, the web and you go, oh, all Leos are going to have a tough time at work this month. <laughs> right? Oh, that's, it's not like that? Weird. Oh, sorry, Leo. <laughs> I wish it was. I really wish that was simple because you can always find something. And remember, I, I told you before, and I still am a, a, a skeptic, even though I do what I do. Which I really appreciate yeah. about you. And I think that's a big thing on this show where we come from is we're curious and we're interested, but we're not immediately sold. Hey, I'm I'm not. I think never most, sold. <laughs> I, it's Actually, astonishing. How, you know, I, I learned. I've learned to be more open minded. I know that's odd because I practice this what some people might call a pseudoscience, but then again, they don't know what it is and what I do. Mm -hmm. And they don't know how discriminating I am. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, look, and then there's this whole thing that I have, uh, this, this opinion that I have about where we are right now in a big grand scheme. And that is we've got, we've got um, you know, religion over here and we've got science over here. And um, I believe that in many ways they're both very limited. And I think we're, where the future is, is bringing this stuff together, you know? You know, yes, there is pseudoscience out there in this world. Granted, there most certainly is. And uh, and then there's pseudo-skepticism, which is, oh, I don't believe that because that sounds ridiculous to me, but I have no evidence to say no. I haven't investigated it in any real meaningful way, but I just think it's ridiculous since it doesn't fit my limited view of things, so I'm going to poo-poo that. You know, And then there's others that believe things without a shred of evidence. Oh, yes, that's that has to be true. And I'm not even going to, I really don't want to poo-poo any of that other than I believe the healthy way to go is to investigate things and see for yourself in a meaningful way whether you find it truthful or not. Preach. But how do you investigate yourself? Like where am I, where are people supposed to go to find out that information about like what their higher purpose is? They just go to the numbers? Or? Well, well, um, you, you really have to know, um, I think that you should, if you're going to consult somebody, mm -hmm. let's say somebody in my field, yeah. um, you, you, you want to um, make sure that, that they come highly recommended by people that you think are intelligent, rational, down to earth, and not, you know, out there, <laughs> you know? And look, I, I have my own little out there stuff. We all do. We're, we, you know, even the most, it's funny, I've got clients that are extremely so-called rationalists and, and then they, I, if I, 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 after a while I go, you know, you kind of believe some really pretty amazing stuff for being such a rationalist. <laughs> I mean, I think that stuff's out there. You know, everyone, we're all, you know, and, and uh, you know, Nancy Reagan was into astrology. Um, a lot of big business people that run huge corporations use numerology and astrology. Uh, that's just a fact. Yeah. You know, um, and uh, I think you want to go, go try to investigate and, and see, hey, does this sound... 
you know, some things I, like I don't like when I when I when I go on someone's website or hear about someone. It's all about how oh, you can become rich and famous, and I have your special keys. I can find the perfect one, the perfect mate. You don't have to work on yourself. It's just let me tell you when it's going to happen, right? And I don't like that. I don't like not taking personal responsibility for your for your growth. You attract where you are in your path. If that's the case, you need to work on yourself. You need to do things that better your life. So I would say that you, you want to go to someone that's not selling you something that sounds a little too good to be true and um, come highly recommended by people that you trust. Yeah, I think that that's what's so incredible about conversations like the one we had yesterday is the universe provides exactly what it is you need. I was definitely feeling there was just like some uh, categories of unrest and just n- non-claredness. Is that a word? Who knows? It is now. I just made it up, <laughs> if not. Um, and seeking clarity. And before you can really work on the shit, you kind of need some context. And what's so cool about having conversations like the one I had with Josh is that with that that context and that clarity on something, you're able to have a completely new perspective. And then, ah, that that's why that, that might be my tendency. Okay, I have a fuller picture of it now. Now I, you can never look at it the same way again. That's right. Or you start looking at it for the first time. Because we are, we are limited in our capability to see ourselves because we are we. It's hard to take us outside of our lives and look back in because we're so enmeshed in it. Right, and we all have these running, you know. I call it the mythology of the chart. Every chart has a mythology, a story, a narrative. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. I'll never really quite make it there. It's, it's something will always happen, right? Mm-hmm. Most people don't know they even have that narrative going on, and think it's completely mysterious that they get to a particular point and then something happens and sabotages it, right? They don't know about the connection between those earlier dynamics that help to create this mythology they carry. So it's really about breaking the matrix. It's about breaking the code that you were born with into the, those numbers are just representative of, of qualities and, and a storyline, but then the storyline changes as you change, right? right? I've always said that life is a, is, a, is a real balance between destiny and free will. Oh. I don't believe that either one overrides the other. And, um, and, and, and because I've got the experience to see how life plays out with this code, right, um, I can say that from a matter of experience that there are people that have similar charts that have similar issues and some people are working out of it and some people are still stuck, right? No, it's all a matter of timing. I'm very, I, I always don't beat yourself up. You know, you got to love and accept yourself and accept that process, right? I still, you know, have things I'm working on. I'm not this ascended master to say the least, if we are, if I am, we're in big trouble. <laughs> so, um, but you know, uh, it, it is the free will of somebody who who may say, "I'm going to take the time to work on this and change behavior patterns and and be more cognizant of who I'm attracting, learn to say no to situations that I know I might be attracted to," because the universe does that. That's how it gets you. <laughs> I, oh, they they make they attract someone that so like draws you in. It's so preordained. You go, oh my God, I just this feeling I get, it just so overtakes me. And you don't know you're about to spiral into this really crazy world that triggers every you know, button you've got, mm-hmm. right? But that's all, that's how the universe loops you in in order to get you to learn your lesson, huh. you see? And when you start to love yourself and be more clear about who you are, and I know those sound like 
you know, new age catchphrases, phrases, but it's really true. They're rooted in truth. They're rooted in truth. I mean, self-worth, self-confidence, self-love, these are all important things that play out. Then you can, even though you're attracted to something, you can say no to it. Beautiful. That's That's breaking the matrix. So, of course, I'm sure you practice... Uh client confidentiality, but I'm curious yeah. if there has there's ever been like a standout situation that you've just been like, what the fuck? I can't believe that these numbers just revealed this truth about that person to the point where like both of your minds were blown, which I'm sure you deal every session kind of yeah. has that breakthrough moment. But yeah. was there anything that's like ever just been so out there and crazy? Uh, oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's a little bit of a blur to me, um, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. And there, um, uh, a guy, uh, I used to do um, sessions at the at the Bodhi Tree, uh, oh, which yeah. was which was a famous sort of book spiritual center bookstore on Melrose. On right? Melrose, yeah, it's no longer with us, but um, R.I.P. I um I, I used to do I used to uh, work out of there, mm-hmm. and um you know back in the day, and I had a guy come in who was uh, you know CEO of some sort of company. He was you know with the suit on. You know, very conservative. Very, you know, you know, definitely into economics and you mm-hmm. know political things. He just he had nothing to do with this world. And I sat down and looked at this chart, and I just it was. I mean, I couldn't deny what I was seeing, right? And I turned to him and I said, um, "I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be dead. I, I do see a little bit of business in here, um, but that is not why you're here, in my view. I, I, and, and this may shock you, but I'm seeing you being an author of spiritual books." I'm seeing writing and higher consciousness and alternative things, so I'm putting it together. I'm seeing an author on spirituality, self-help, if you will. He didn't say a word to me. He didn't say a word. He looked at me like I was crazy. And judging by the way he looked and what he did for a living and how he talked, it seemed to have nothing to do with him. But you know what? I just, I've done it for so long, and I just know what I'm doing, and I, I, I don't pull any punches. So... When we came to ring up the reading, we, you know, you had to go inside the bookstore, <laughs> and um, I was waiting. He said, "Hold on a second. I thought he was just going to the bathroom, and he came back, and he said, "Hey, well, thanks for the reading. It was I really appreciate that." Um, and he uh, he went to uh, pick up a book, and he bought it, and I thought, "Oh, he's picking up a book," and then um, and then I saw him writing it, and then he gave it to me, uh, and it was his book. Oh wow! And it was a book on spiritual self help. You know, oh wow! But the, it, I think it was dramatic because he didn't say anything until me in the end, until he got the book and gave it to me. You know, I don't dramatic know. Dramatic finish to that. I yeah. love that. I, you know, I still get a little like, I don't know. I still get worked. I started feeling kind of emotional because I, I get worked up about it because I know people try so hard to find their their purpose, mm-hmm. and we're it's so, and society can and, you know is like this. I consider it an illusion, and we're so caught up in in so many things that society considers to be important. You know, like. You know, money or fame or status or having the beautiful this or the great car and, and we don't it, it does not teach us to follow our heart it, it puts that too much above the other things and I and, and this guy somehow was able to follow what his chart suggested even though his, his life had gone a different route he wow. found a balance you know that's wonderful for, for our listeners at home who might be interested in learning more about numerology are there any sources you recommend I know it's really kind of challenging and this topic especially is really muddied on the internet with like type in your number and Mm -hmm. you'll hear all about yourself and like that type of thing and that's not what you do um how can people find out more well you have to understand that um uh, that that um proper numerology and proper astrology have to do with the synthesis 
of the of the numbers and the, the planetary arrangement mm-hmm. if you're doing astrology. And so much of the time when you say, I want to hear about this number, there's more than one number in a chart. You've, you've seen your chart that I've done for you, right? Yeah. And, you, and it looks like kind of a beautiful mind, you know, meets, I don't know, your math teacher on crystal or something, you yeah. know? Yeah, very goodwill hunting. Yeah, very goodwill hunting. And, um, and, and then it's sort of, you know, the mad professor trying to integrate all these numbers into a human being. We're all very complex people. When you go on a website and you go, I want to know what my number is, and they go, you're a four. You think too much. <laughs> oh, my God, that's really true, you know? You, you work a lot. Oh, right now I am. That's got, you know, these are general things. It's like... Um, it's you have to look at the fact that that it's the synthesis of the various different numbers, and so you're not going to get that off a website. You may find because there are certain basic principles of numerology that are true, mm-hmm. you may find that some some of these numbers really resonate with you because they probably do, right. but not to the extent that are that is really going to be transformative because you have to integrate that, and you can only get that from you know uh, having a session with someone who has the capabilities and the experience. I always say a person should have at least 15 years under their belt, at least 15 wow. in what they do. So life path numbers, not really a thing then? You share that life path number with <laughs> millions and millions and millions of people. That's true. You know, it, I'm not saying it, it, it's not important. Yeah. Um, What's a life path number? It's, um, I did some internet research today. It's oh basically, my. Hey, girl. There we go. Basically, it's your full birthday. So, for example, mine is March 13th, 1992. And you add, oh, up all the, you add up all the numbers until it's just one single digit. Okay. So it would be like three plus one plus right. et cetera, et cetera. And then, so my number was one. And obviously, right. there's a lot of people in this world that have one. But right. I, I was reading it and I was like, I mean, it kind of makes sense. But as I scrolled through all the other numbers... It was like, well, that kind of makes sense too. Hello. <laughs> yeah. We're all the same. So, yeah. how did we break down the number 138? Can you kind of explain that? Well, uh, here's and this is I'm glad you brought that up right now after after what you said mm-hmm. because you notice how you broke the number down to one digit, mm-hmm. 1 through 9. That's not proper numerology. Oh, lies internet. <laughs> it's not so much lies. It's it, it's what I call simplistic you know, uh, type of numerology. You know, it's it's it, if that number came from a double digit number, mm-hmm. right? So someone's life path number can be forty nine, oh. right? Now four and nine added together makes thirteen. One and three it, it makes four. a four. Now it's a difference. There are different kinds of four. There's a forty slash four. There's a twenty two four. Two and two make four. There's a yeah. forty nine thirteen four. All of those are different kinds of fours that have different kinds of effects because of those double digits are different. So now think about that. You're of the all these other numbers from your name. Yeah. And they can be double digit and then some of them are triple digit, right? There are ways to to decode a triple digit numerology and get so much more information that's so much more specific, that's so much more rich and relevant than this simplistic form of numerology that I just you know, it's like Mick Mick numerology. It's just like <laughs> that's so that's so They're true. They're popping up on every corner. And I think what was kind of cool is, is I discussed the one three eight consistency in my life with you, and then we did find a lot of parallels in my actual birth chart. Oh yeah, with that. Oh, so, that was wild. Yeah, so cool. Where did you study this? Bob's numerology school over there in Vine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. In um, the valley. Yeah. Oh, great. he's great, Bob. <laughs> 
So to answer your question, um, seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that wasn't, that was. There is no Bob's School <laughs> oh. of Numerology. <laughs> All right, yeah. just kidding, guys. Yeah, there, there might be some numerological association someplace. I think I remember. Are I, you accredited? God, no. <laughs> um, I re- I th- you know, look, at some particular point, you know, when, when I'm, when I'm there, cause I have all these other projects I'm working on right now, but, but, um, uh, you know, this, there is a book in the works and, um, exposing this system to the greater, you know, uh, public and showing, you know, the authenticity of it, the, the accuracy of it. And then, you know, at some point this gets spread out and then people can start, um, incorporating it in their lives in a real structure. Maybe that leads to at some point, some, some kind of a group and, um, where people can learn, how to use this properly and maybe end up teaching it themselves and maybe that turns into something. And um, I like that for you yeah. at some point. It's, it's, I'm sure it's on the horizon. The work that I did to discover this is pure obsessive research. Mm. Um, looking at every single book ever written on the subject. Um, that means tracking down out-of-print books. That means you know, going to libraries, that means, you know, spending money on looking at every single corner on this earth, studying ancient manuscripts, studying ancient mystical teachings and doctrines. This didn't come from from just uh, uh, going on Google. Um, This is looking at a deep, deep, deep way into this language of numbers. And this is not new age, this is old age. The godfather of numerology is typically known as Pythagoras. This is endlessly fascinating to me. I love this so much. Josh, thank you so much for being here. How can people contact you? Do you do phone readings? All the time. All the time. Yeah. Um, do you have a website? Yeah, I have a, I have a website uh-huh. um, uh, that you can book readings on. Um, it's called joshcode.com. Fantastic. Because it is a code, and the guy Josh that's sitting in front of you oh. Oh, developed that's it. You? Oh, I've heard of him. Yes, yeah, Mr. Josh Code, <laughs> and um, uh, so and then uh, you know they can they can contact me off off that. There's as a way you can book a reading or send an email off off that website. That's, and that's well, a great. We'll way have to a link to that on our website. Thank you so much. It's my for, pleasure for sharing your knowledge with us. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm so captivated by what it is you do, and I'm so thankful. I enjoyed for, it. to have you here today. And yesterday's reading was spectacular. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Damn, he was so interesting and informative. I learned so much about what numerology is. Yeah, and I want to learn more. I need to call him immediately and get my birth chart Yeah, we'll have a link to Josh's website on our website. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, they can speak with him. I highly, highly recommend it. It's like scientific therapy with numbers. Oh, <laughs> sounds so... Drops my... Bye. It <laughs> sounds so crazy to me. Um, guess what time it is. Uh, is it time for Roses and Thorns? Roses and Thorns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really, really hit that note there, Thank Emu. Thank you. So happy to have you <laughs> here next to a mic joining oh. us today. Oh, live for it. So what you got? I mean... I think I, we both have the same I rose. I think the rose excitedly to report hashtag Caitlyn Jenner so hashtag break the internet oh my god what an amazing time to be alive I am obsessed with her I love everything she stands for I love that she's finally free like it's that moment where everyone can relate to like having something inside you and letting it go and letting and being proud of it it's so special to 
witness yeah. kind of you know as a longtime Kardashians watcher absolutely like one of my favorite things in popular culture is the Kardashian come up same just like that house in Calabasas to yes. like you know first season the whole thing yes. to like the, the ranch house to the Beetlejuice floors exactly <laughs> it's just all so amazing and then this whole time like underneath everything was brewing this like really spectacular amazing yeah inspiring story and I think the way it's being received is the another element to the rose in that I think it says so much of where we are as a culture that we're able to receive this in the positive way that we are so So that is a major rose in this Annie Leibovitz shoot with the Vanity Fair cover it's stunning and it's just such like a well-plotted PR rollout that I'm just like couldn't I'm just eating it up with a spoon yeah thank you internet yeah whoever planned this like media strategy I have to give like solid props to like Camp Jenner must be like just rolling in it going like yes everything worked perfectly there's no backlash there's so much good stuff it's so dope I'm really proud of her and I mean the thorn what you got (laughs) I don't have a thorn no thorn we love no thorn I don't have a a thorn I have no thorn guys yay my thorn and I'm gonna keep it brief because I don't like to dwell on on the the negative no dwells but I'll tell you this much okay Fucking car insurance bullshit. Nasty. Am I right, guys? Don't like it. There's this rule in California that you can get in a fender bender or you can get in a total, full-blown totaling of a car accident, Mm -hmm. and regardless, you get a point on your license. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like, it doesn't matter. There's no, like, pendulum scale. It's like, you, you, it was your fault you dinged a car next to you, point. What? You flipped a car, (laughs) point. Like, it don't matter. Are you serious? Yeah. And I got in like a, as I mentioned, got in like a light little love tap with another vehicle and it was fully my fault. And I just can feel those points just looming oh. over my head or that point and then it's going to be expensive and it's a whole thing. And I just feel like there has to be a better way. There has to be. And I was thinking, I was like, there should be. So I was thinking about like the repairs, right? There should be something where we pay a monthly fee. And then we can, like, take our car in whenever. And I was like, oh, wait, isn't that what – is that insurance? <laughs> Except it's just so muddied with, like, so many, you know – It's so not forgiving. It's a non-forgiving, awful experience. Any way you slice it, Yeah, that's a thorn. Let's – there has to be some way to, like, clean up the process. Yeah, can you get it together, insurance companies? So that's my thorn. But let's leave this – on a positive Beautiful note. show on a positive note. Yeah. We'll be out of retrograde our next show. Yes. I think. So I don't exciting. know. Mental. Oddly June enough, 11th. Oddly enough, numerology was the topic of the show. Mental math, not my strong suit. As an Asian person, math is a medium suit. Oh. So not nice. my best. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So um, I am so thankful to everyone that tuned into the show today. If anyone enjoyed it, feel free to drop us a line on our website. Tell us what you liked about it, what you didn't like about it, that's that's so retrograde.com. You can tweet us or Instagram us or whatever you want to do with us. Hey, wait a second. Um, at so retrograde. Stephanie Simbari is going to be back next week. Can't wait for that. And uh, let's be thankful and hashtag blessed.